Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Scott. I'm Shate, and we're the Hazes. Welcome to the Love Haze Podcast, where we talk about those unspoken hard parts of life. We love to process out loud what most people experience in silence. That's right. This podcast is for people like us who want to disrupt those cycles, mindsets, and behaviors that no longer serve you so that you can heal your relationship with yourself, y'all. And that way you can go on and lead healthier, freer, more fulfilling lives. We spent the last three years in some change, y'all, just having some of the most cathartic, um, transparent, and transformative conversations about our stuck places, the hard parts of life, and healing really all parts of us. Uh, these conversations have changed us in the better for in so many ways yeah. and really challenged us to keep pushing towards our greater. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we really believe that what's next is going to be mind-blowing for mm-hmm. us and for all of you. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk through all of that. And, you know, at the last, the end of the last episode, we said that we had a big announcement. So you're going to want to have to watch to the end of this one to catch that, y'all. Ooh, child. Here we go. Welcome back to our Black Love Journey. Let's get into this thing. So, Mrs. Hayes, mm-hmm. what's up with this episode? Child, what we got up our sleeves? You want to just talk about it? You want to lay it all on the table? Oh, lay it out there, so. <laughs> So let me just remind y'all of our journey. Uh, for those of you who might be just be joining us for the first couple of times and might not be that familiar, we started the Love Haze podcast in 2020. September 2020, I think we released our first episode. It was a pandemic project, something mm-hmm. that Scotty had always wanted to do, and we made it happen. And we have had, like Scott said in the intro, just some, we have in real time in our episodes processed our lives out loud with you. And we've done it. We've stayed consistent in the midst of some very low valleys with our journey to becoming parents. We've had uh, loss in other ways. We've had uh, family sickness and we've had hard times with friendships. And I mean, just we've learned things in therapy and we've talked about all of it on this podcast and it's been beautiful. And then fast forward to about, what was this, September 2023, and we were like, we don't want to do this no more. (laughs) We're tired. We feel beat up. We feel, like, exhausted. And how much time are we going to do this? How how long are we going to keep doing this? And it feels like the same 20 people are listening to us. Yeah. And so we, you know, processed that out loud with y'all, too, in episode 70, like, what to do when you feel like giving up? What to do when you feel like quitting? Yes. And so we have found a way to sort mm-hmm. of push through all of that and make it to the end of 2023. But God, y'all, and um, are really preparing ourselves for what is next. Yeah. And I would say this year in particular, I mean, I know I was tested unlike any other year that I can recall in my recent present, in my recent life. And I'll start off by saying, and you probably heard this on a previous episode as well, my intention for the year was trust. Mm-hmm. And the way that I have been stretched <laughs> into trusting myself and trusting God has just been mind-blowing and very hard. And I think I have cried more this year than I have in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And there's so many different ways I have um 
sort of either demonstrate demonstrated that self-trust or tried to or tried to lean into that a little bit more that I can't wait to share with y'all. Um, but I want to start with you, Mr. Scott Hayes. Can you tell us about a time when you felt like, you know, you were in a season of life and that you felt like it was time for more, like you were there was time for a pivot. A pivot was sort of arising. Like, what did that feel like? And the reason I bring that up, in case y'all haven't noticed, like the the title of this conversation is made for more. And so we are both feeling like we're made for a little bit more and that there are some shifts taking taking place in our life. Yeah. And we're going to share a little bit more about that at the end of this conversation. But to start us off, like, how do you know that it's time for a pivot or a shift in some sort? Um, I think when your norm, your normal, um, becomes so uncomfortable yes, that you can't, you just can't sit in it anymore. Yeah. You, you have this inkling that won't leave you alone that this, this ain't it. Yeah. Right. You may not have the answer. I know I didn't have the answer. I didn't know what the next step was. Yeah. Um, but what I could say for sure, I was like, oh, this ain't it, <laughs> you know, and I can remember feeling that way a couple of times in my life with jobs. Yeah. Uh, and I knew it was time for me to start putting my resume together. Um, when the love haze was, was born, uh, and when I was, you know, transitioning out of my first marriage, um, I was, I was scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was like, this ain't it. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I, I know that I'm made for more, but I also know that I made a promise. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was difficult to reconcile those things. Uh, and I stayed longer than I should have because yeah. I didn't trust it. Yeah. Um, but I, I knew that I was made for more. I know, I knew that, that God was calling me to greater. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know how he was going to heal my heart. Yeah. I didn't know how I was going to have the faith to push forward, but I knew that it was time to shake uh, from the job. I knew it was time to shake from that relationship. Uh, I knew it was time to shake most recently at my job and not even leaving that job. The, the pivot had to be in my mindset as it relates to how I approached the work that I was doing. And rather than uh, always fighting the system and always hating the system, mm-hmm. I had to learn a different way to show up um, and, and be the best advocate that I could be in the position that I was in. So I know that's like three different examples of when I knew that it was time to pivot. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know what the next step looked like. I just knew it was time. Yeah. I, I, that resonates with me. I'm thinking of two very specific times in my life. One, when I was at the tail end of my experience living in LA. So pursuing my dance career. And I had been there a little over four years at this time. And I was doing it. I was doing all the things I was supposed to be doing. So I had gotten a job working at a really nice hotel. Um, uh, what do you call those? A luxury hotel overnight in Beverly Hills, uh, working the night audit so mm-hmm. that I can be available for auditions mm-hmm. during the day and take classes in the evening. Um, I was exhausted. 
I didn't have a ton of money. Here I am with a college degree, trying to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Agent had a great agent, one of the top dance mm-hmm. agents, doing everything I was supposed to be doing, and I was just exhausted and burnt out. And I was, I think, in some form of a depression. But there was something about my life that was just, I just felt constant friction. Just like, yeah. like I was, I had at some point identified that I was bigger than the life that I was living. And so I remember very distinct moments throughout my life when I've had these experiences where I felt innerly, like innerly, inward, (laughs) that a still small voice that was like, you're made for more, legitimately in those words. And to your point, I didn't know what was going to come on the other side of that. But I knew that, okay, that means it's time. That's my clue that it's time to move on from this. And so I remember, you know, making plans when my lease was up, leaving LA, moving back to Texas. I remember sleeping for like a month after that, just because I was so exhausted. And then I tried to figure out, you know, what was next for me. I know y'all have heard on this podcast as well before, like I slept for a month and I thought I was going to quit dance. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, all of a sudden I'm back in Texas and I danced, you know, more in that first year there than I did all four years in LA. And on this side of it, I can understand like, well, LA is hella saturated, not as many actual professional dancers in the Houston area. Mm. I have the professionalism. I have the skill set. I know, you know, like, so I was able to go in and sort of, you know, rake up all the the jobs, quote unquote. Then there was another time, a similar situation. I was actually in my dance career. My career had evolved uh, so many different times. So at this point, I had done a ton of commercial things, ton of musical theater, choreographing, performing all the things. And I was a dance educator. So I had gone to grad school, got a master's in dance, and I was teaching all over the DFW area. And actually, genuinely, at one point of of that part of my life, really enjoying it. I was teaching performance classes and technique classes and teaching folks how to launch their dance careers and just like how to be professionals. I was really starting to put so much of the the career development, career building, business building, Mm -hmm. like freelance business building uh, into my curriculum. And I was adjudicating a concert in Corpus Christi, even though I was living in Dallas. So that means I was like, well, I went to a, f- a dance festival at a college and I was like judging, giving feedback on dance, you know, concert performances and teaching classes. And I was headed back to Dallas and out of, it felt like out of nowhere, but I remember driving back to Dallas from Corpus Christi and I was like, I'm made for more. Mm. And then I went in the next Monday and told the department chair, like, hey, I'm not coming back next semester. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what I'm moving towards, but I just knew that it was time for me to move on. And so I just started to set things in motion uh, to move on. Now, y'all going to have to go back and listen to some older episodes. We talk about what happens on the other side of when you take a leap of faith. Like, it's not yeah. always like, oh, I leaped, I leapt, and then... I landed beautifully and gracefully, and then yeah. my life just appeared magically to be new on the other side. No, like on both on the other side of both of those pivots, I remember being frustrated. I remember questioning if I did the right thing. I remember be- remember having like not a lot of money. Like, why did I leave a job? And so, like, you know, just all of that. But eventually, found myself to like a sweeter, more inspired life. Yeah, you know. And, you know, I, I think about uh, my journey as well. It just wasn't all sweet on the other side. A lot you of can, sour. Yeah, you can you can feel like your your like your your time has come to an end in a place. Mm-hmm. And 
you take the leap of faith and pivot or end or move or, you know, do whatever it is that you think you're supposed to be doing. And you're like, man, got my ass. As my, <laughs> as my uh, grandmother would say, got your ass out the frying pan and is in the it, fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I can remember leaving a job and going into another one and being laid off. I just didn't know who I was. Mm-hmm. Um, and it ended up working out in the end, and I had mm-hmm. to go through what I went through mm-hmm. in order to get to where I was going. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it just ain't always sweet like you think it's going to be. Yeah. You know, we have these ideas in our head, and, and you know, everybody loves a good story. Yeah. You know, and you, you like for things to come to a happy conclusion. Um, and what I realized that is that, you know, in this life, uh, I want a life that's well lived, yeah. that is full of pivots, um, because that means that I'm in the game. Mm. Um, and I won't win every single one uh, of my battles, but I plan to win the war um, that and that this life is going to throw me all types of opportunities to to bob and weave, to mm-hmm. pivot, to mm-hmm. hopscotch or do whatever the hell I mm-hmm. got to do to keep moving and shaking and healing mm-hmm. and experiencing and just being someone who's having a human experience. Yeah. So I really appreciate um, the transparency behind the opportunity to be transparent and to hear your transparency about, you know, the fact that it ain't always sweet when you get ready to make your move. Yeah. And that's what we do here. We talk about the unspoken hard parts of life, right? Uh, It would, I think it would be irresponsible of us. And I hear you talk this way a lot in terms of your mental health practice. Like it would be irresponsible of you to, you know, if somebody's like, why don't you just talk to this person? And you'd be like, no, it's irresponsible of me to like have one session with them, open them up and then, you know, send them on their, on Mm -hmm. their way. And so I think, it is our responsibility to, you know, if we're going to encourage folks to listen to your heart and go after the thing and then yeah. not equip you uh, to manage your expectations about what the other side could look like, then that's not, you know, I don't mm. think we're being great journeymen. Is that what journey? Mm. That's not how you use journey. I'm going to let you have it. Mm. I appreciate that. Perhaps I appreciate not. But, okay. <laughs> uh, what's the haze of, of pivoting then? Mm-hmm. Anything different than what we've already shared in the lesson in the leap? Um, is that that shit is hard? <laughs> um, it is like you're you're asking me to leave. I'm asking myself to leave the comforts what of you know. what I've known, yeah, and go into this new thing, um, sight unseen. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopeful with um, my great personality, mm-hmm. a willing spirit, yeah, and a little bit of faith, yeah. And uh, that that is hard because this isn't, you know, when it when I when I quit my first job, I'm staying at my mama's house. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I had something to fall back on. I wasn't worried about where my next meal was going to come from. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll stay at my mom's house and I'll figure it out. I was fresh out of college. I didn't have a whole hell of a lot of bills. I had student loans, but they weren't going to get their money back. Um, you know, I wasn't, it was, there was comfort. I felt like if I leap, then 
It's almost like being a kid and being able to leap onto There's some pillows. Yeah, yeah leap onto some pillows or leap onto an old mattress. You know, you're not just going to hit the ground. Yeah. And um, at this big age, you know, the cost of a pivot is is uh, much more significant. Like if I leave my job today, what about our insurance? What about our income? What about you know, dinners and vacations? <laughs> I want y'all to know what my wife is concerned about. <laughs> to live in a refrigerator box, but she'd like to be able to go on vacation and go to dinner. Um, but yeah, it's just much more at risk yeah. um, now at 46 years old, being a married man who has a, a family to care for. Yeah. Um, there is a haze and because I'm I'm putting more at risk um than just my own self. You know, I'm mm-hmm. putting my family and the things that we have um, planned for and um, built together, uh, any decision that I make, not just a job, um, with any move that I make, I have more to consider. Mm-hmm. And that is a that can be a haze mm-hmm. because I'm asking everybody that's associated with me that may be impacted by this to take this faith walk with mm-hmm. me. And there's just more at stake. Yeah, it's it's very much. We've talked a lot about this as well. It's it's you're having to relinquish the illusion of control because none mm-hmm. of us really have control the way that we think that we do. But you're having to take your hands off of it and just trust God, universe, whatever you call the creative power that is, you know, God. Um you're just going to have to trust that <laughs> creative energy mm-hmm. to move you to your next place and know that it will be better. That's the lesson I've been learning this whole year. Is like, how do yeah. I take my hands off of things and know that just because I couldn't overwork my way into some uh, version of life that I wanted it to be, that that actually there is a version of my life that is better than I could even think or imagine that mm-hmm. I can't work my way towards. Mm-hmm. And so like, for whatever reason in my twenties, I was able to your point about being risk averse. Now at this age, I was able to, you know, much quicker be like, eh, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm bouncing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. let me up and move to LA. Let me up and move back to Texas. Let yeah. me up and move to, you know, like I'm out. Yeah. And now I'm like, wait a minute now. Mm-hmm. I got this good cushy job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm comfortable where I am. You know, I like the Delta Sky Club and <laughs> all the things that and do the things that we do. So yeah, I think it's the it's the like you said before, jumping out of the frying pan into the fire. Like just mm-hmm. ju- going from something that you are aware of and that you don't know what this next place is going to be be like, and having to trust that and having to relinquish control. All of those things. And you're just, it's the, the uncertainty can be so anxiety inducing. And like, you could tell yourself all these stories about what it'll be on the other side. And like, you know, it's just, it's really, how do you manage yourself? How do you manage your emotions? How do you manage your expectations? And then how do you trust yourself enough to know that like, if I take this step, it'll be okay. I'll be okay. You know? Yeah. And so you're asking me how to navigate the haze. Yeah. I mean, while you're thinking there is, there's uh, this one book that I'm reminded of. I haven't picked it up in ages, y'all. I read this in my twenties, maybe early thirties. And I'm trying to remember, uh, Joel Osteen, who I grew up, I grew up in Lakewood, if y'all didn't know, um, 
there, his sister, Lisa Comez has a book and I'm trying to remember if it's either him or her, but one of them have a book called made for more, like legitimately mm-hmm. that's the title of the book. And I remember reading it when I was, like I said, in, in that age range and I don't remember anything specific because obviously it's been so long, but I remember the gist of it just being pouring into you, into your spirit that, you know, you are made for more than yeah. like maybe you settle for, um, so uh, we'll make sure that we link that. But how do you how do you navigate? Said Hayes. There's no easy answer. Mm-hmm. Um, it is um, that you just do it, um, and that you find a way to trust the process. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and let me use my I statements. Mm-hmm. I have to release myself from the idea that only positive will come on the other side mm-hmm. of um, taking a leap, mm-hmm. of being made for more, of being tired of being in a space. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it goes back to the point that we were talking about a little bit earlier about um, always wanting a happy ending, mm-hmm. and the way that I've I've been able to um, semi successfully navigate um, the haze has been that I um, know that this is only part of the process. Mm. It is only um, a chapter yeah. in my story or a. a even a page in a particular chapter and that I am doing the best that I can in this moment with the information that I have Mm -hmm. and knowing that this journey is not for me to be standing still, that I cannot control the the way that the wind blows, um, that the best that I can do is set myself and, um, be able to, you know, ride the waves, be the best that I can at being able to navigate um, the waves and the waters that I'm in and being a master journeyman, (laughs) um, being a person who um, is not necessarily has to be in control of everything that happens, but being able to master the way that I feel about what happens, being able to control the emotion that's Mm -hmm. associated with um, the ebbs and the flows of life to be able to um, find my happy Mm -hmm. and find my wholeness, even when we're in the valleys Mm -hmm. to stay faithful to the promise that I made, even when I don't feel like it anymore, when things don't go my way. Mm -hmm. And we've been talking a lot. about uh, what healing has meant to me. And healing has meant um, really like my character has been exposed Mm -hmm. in a whole bunch of ways. Mm -hmm. And I've had to learn to be good even when good things don't happen to me. Mm -hmm. Even when, you know, uh, I, I don't get my way. 
and who I've been in the past has been a person who like ain't doing good no more because it didn't go my way and good things didn't happen to me. Or shut everything down. I'm shut shutting, everything down. I don't down. need nothing. I don't mm-hmm. want nothing because it didn't happen the way I wanted to. Yep. And awesome. I have been good. You know what? I said that today. <laughs> they don't need that from you. <laughs> but I've I, I've been notorious for that, mm-hmm. and um, I've had to become. Uh, I had to be exposed for being a person who had some bad character traits. And I've had to become a person who navigates um, with the same attitude uh, when the wind is blowing the way I want it to and when it's not blowing the way I want it to. I've had to be a person who learned how to overcorrect, uh, how to get things back in line, if will. Um, when the day is just not a good day and the way that I choose to, um, navigate this journey is to trust myself to, to do the right thing, Mm -hmm. even when I don't feel like doing right because it hasn't produced the fruit that I wanted it to produce. Yeah. I would maybe just reframe bad character traits, quote unquote, and I wouldn't say them I wouldn't call them bad. I would say they were just immature character traits. Mm-hmm. And so what you've just described is you you matured, like you said, like, so um, you're starting to, you know, act your age, whatever that means. I think another thing to add to how to navigate it, you were saying just trust the process. And this is, I think, something we talked about maybe in our very first episode and what probate season you mm-hmm. just have to do it scared. You know, yeah. you have to make choices towards who you want to become. And so if the options are to stay here where you've clearly outgrown the space where you know you are made for more and or so have the discomfort of staying here mm-hmm. or have the discomfort and the fear of stepping out and mo- making a choice towards who you're supposed to become. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you're scared, you have to, you have to just do it scared. Yeah. Acknowledge that fear. Fear is there to protect us. It's there to, you know, keep us safe and say, thank you. I hear you. I appreciate you. Yeah. And guess what? We about to do this anyway. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to figure it out. We're going to, mm-hmm. you know, pray, seek the help of a therapist, seek the support of family and friends. And we're going to, we're going to jump out of this thing yeah. terrified and <laughs> doing it anyway. Yeah. Kay. Yeah. But did yeah. you die though? You know, mm-hmm. you'll be all right. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the biggest lesson you've learned about pivoting towards your promise? Man, I think I have not really been a person who stayed somewhere when I knew it wasn't right for me. I was, I would have always been the person that like, I have done it scared for whatever reason. I've had enough courage to do that. I think it's because, you know, I grew up, I had a childhood where I could try things, test things, and I knew I'll be okay. So I didn't have a childhood that was riddled with, I always have to be on the defense. Nothing ever works out for me. Right. So I want to acknowledge that privilege and say that I grew Mm -hmm. up in a way that I was affirmed. My mom always said to my brother and I, you're marked for greatness. Like she spoke those things over us. And so often I think me rising to the occasion are just those seeds that she planted in us when we were kids. So I do want to start off by saying that, like the reason I've been able to do 
difficult non-tradition things move from place to place, I think is because of my upbringing. And I will say that even though I've been able to do it scared when I was younger, I have not always sort of prepared in the best way. Mm. I just like, oh, it's time to drop. Let me just run in. See if the wind will carry me (laughs) through. At this big age, though, I now know, I've noticed that, especially in this year when I've, like, felt like it's time to pivot, it's time to change, but I'm scared. I don't want to do the wrong thing. I don't want to, like, get out there and not have any money again, right? Mm -hmm. What I think I have been sort of sitting with is, like, okay, there's a way to pivot and there's a way to prepare as much as you can, like, you know, how can I be wiser in how I pivot so that I'm not Mm. just like out here all willy nilly starting completely from scratch. And so I think that's probably the biggest lesson I've learned. Like, yes, do it scared. That's not where my gap is. My gap has been like, okay, if you're going to pivot, you can also be responsible (laughs) (laughs) and how you do it. You don't have to just like burn the whole house down and like, don't have, you know, like there's a way to, there's a way that you could do it that doesn't have to, be as difficult as my pivots had been. I'm just out here just jumping all willy-nilly. What about you? Uh, We had (laughs) totally different upbringings. (laughs) Um, I was raised to to operate in fear. Mm. Um, To always be cautious. Mm -hmm. To always like, no, we don't have enough to do this. Mm. And it, you know, some of those conversations were about money. Mm But um, I think what it what it put in me was like what I thought was like a healthy fear, mm. but it made me very scared to take chances, uh, very scared to move away from things that were uncomfortable, mm. uh, very scared to change my mind. Um, and I think the biggest lesson that I really learned um, is that I, I? Not only do I have to trust myself, mm-hmm. but I have a trust that I have to trust that I am enough, that I have enough, yeah. and that no matter what the next step looks like, I'm gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in this season of my life, in particular, when I talk when I talk about character, when I talk about maturity. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about spiritual maturity mm-hmm. for me. And and I don't put my beliefs on anybody else. But I think that in this season, um, you know, the, the pivot has really been about learning to to trust that God has me exactly where he wants me to be. Yeah. And that when I I make a pivot or when I make a move in faith, it is not the faith that it's going to be immediate gratification mm-hmm. that it's going to be mm-hmm. immediately good. It's got to bake a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. And that I, I want the suddenly mm-hmm. blessings, right? Mm-hmm. Because I finally des- decided to trust enough to have enough faith. Mm-hmm. Now, God, I gave you what you want. Now run it up. Like he's you a know? genie. Like he's a genie. Boom. And that's just not what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm learning to, um, I've had to learn mm-hmm. to find peace in the midst of not only my process, but peace with not knowing when the promise is going to come mm-hmm. um, to fruition. Um, 
I've had to, and we've talked about this, like redefining what the fruit looks like. Yeah. And continuing to work as, you know, we wait. Um, mm-hmm. Continuing to be who we are doing the doing the work that we're called to do, mm-hmm. even when it doesn't look like what we thought it was going to look like. And, um, you know, for me, it is that I've had to learn and, and now I've said a couple of things. Right. So the biggest, 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 biggest lesson that I've learned is that I have to if I'm going to walk fully into my purpose, I have to stop allowing my benchmark to be my pain. Oof. So my pain has always been the thing that's propelled me to move to something new. You making decisions. Would you say pain or trauma or? I think pain, trauma, bad things. Yeah. Stuff that has happened to me. Yeah. Um, they have always been the things that have been like, okay, you need to move away from this because yeah. there's pain here. Yeah. And you remember the bad things that happened here. And I'm learning now that I can pivot for good. Mm-hmm. My time sometimes is, is up in a place or up in a season because I'm I'm made for more, not yeah. to escape something bad, yeah. but there is like, God has prepared like greater work for me to be You've doing. You've done everything that you were meant right. to do there. And, and I can sit there in my uncomfortability and say that I'm doing this because things are going well. Like mm-hmm. it's not bad. Yeah. When I've left places and and seasons and and friendships and that kind of stuff in the past, it has been that there was pain there, mm-hmm. and I and God had to break my heart in some ways to make oh, me God. move. Yeah. And in this season of my life, I'm learning to identify with the good in me, and not letting pain be the thing that propels me to purpose. Not letting pain be the thing that makes me move. I've been hard-headed for a really very long time. And so God sometimes had to thump a Negro, you know, to make me move. Mm. And in this season, I'm learning that, you know, it, it can be good. It can be that God has more for me to do, that my purpose is greater. And I can take this good and move into and expand to do more good in the next place. Mm. Slow clap, y'all. <laughs> you going to slow clap me up? That breakthrough, though. Oh, mm. yes. That's what maturity looks like. That's mm. what growth looks like. That's what healing looks like. Bam. Yeah. That's beautiful. I don't see that. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to give you all the slow claps. I mean, okay. and this is a perfect segue <laughs> into mm. our announcements. We got two of them. Mm-hmm. Watch this. Watch this. We doing that. <laughs> Two of them, okay? Oh, that was so good. That mm, was a good mm. one, Mr. Hayes. Okay. First I don't one. want you to call me that from now on. Uh, I don't Mr. think I'm going to do it. Mr. Hayes. I don't think so. I like it. First one. Drum roll, please. <laughs> ah! Okay. Let go. So this year, with my theme of trusting myself, for a while I have been looking for like a mastermind type experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the last year, I ran across Rachel Rogers and her Eleven, Eleven, Hello Seven company. Mm-hmm. She teaches women entrepreneurs how to grow their businesses to a million dollars and beyond. And bought the book. We should all be millionaires. One hundred percent think 
anybody should read it. Like the principles there, I think could help anyone. And then I was looking for other ways to be involved, like to like learn from the group. She had a club and at the time it was waitlisted, so I couldn't join. And then she had this challenge at the top of the year. I was like, oh, I'm gonna do this challenge. I can't remember what it's called. Maybe it was 10K, make money moves challenge is what it was called. Mm. So then she had this coaching certification program. And when I first saw it, I was like, no, thank you. (laughs) I'm not a coach. Mm. You've been on that for a minute. It's not for me. But it kept coming back up. Mm -hmm. And so back to the earlier part of our conversation, like how you know when it's time to pivot. Like, I don't think the thing is going to go away if it's something you're supposed to be paying attention to. Anyways. I took a leap of faith, joined this coaching program, talked to my husband about it because it was the largest. It horrified me. This is the most I've ever invested in myself. And I took it as a challenge about how much am I going to trust myself? Are you going to trust yourself to show up in this space in this way? Are you going to trust yourself to get the results that you can get? Are you going to trust yourself to make the money back? (laughs) Like all of those things. So I did it, y'all. I have been in a business coaching certification program for this entire year. I don't know why I was running from it. I have been coaching folks uh, to launch their careers, to launch their freelance artists, Mm. arts businesses for years. And yet for some reason, I was like, I'm not no coach. But anyways, uh, I'm now I finished six months of training. I am in the certification period right now. It's wrapping up, actually, where I've had to do a final exam, um, about 20 coaching sessions, which I'm just about at the tail end of. And then I had to share my story with y'all, which I'm doing right now. And so so any minute now, I will be a certified business mindset and money coach. And I'm really, really looking forward to all the ways that I will um, incorporate that into how I already teach career and business skills. And mm-hmm. so that could look like in the new year, um, one-on-one coaching, I can continue to do, but I'm really excited to teach like maybe classes, group classes, mm-hmm. workshops, maybe go teach some of this to HBCU students, maybe hey. figure out how to like make it work for the community in a richer way. But uh, I am made for more. And in 2024, I will uh, be, yeah, like I said, a certified business mindset and money coach. And so I'm really excited about that. I've been horrified about it all year. I finally settled into the identity of coach and teacher. I mean, I've always been an educator, but the coach part was kind of rough for me. But even as a leader, my direct reports always saw me as a coach. My students always saw me Mm -hmm. as a coach. My husband always saw me as a coach. I was just like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't see it. Right. But everybody can't be telling the same lie about you. You know? You heard me? So. And also, she's going to retire her husband. <laughs> y'all thought we was going to the next thing, but I wanted y'all to know. I leaned into this thing because she's going to retire me. Yeah. Okay. So, announcement number two, shall I? Drum roll us for you to announce. Okay. Oh, I'm doing it. Yeah. That's a big one, y'all. Even bigger. You ready? Damn, I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> We're going anyway. We're going to keep it going. Okay. So listen, I'm sure you can tell that we have on different clothes. We have cut away from the episode. We are interrupting your regularly scheduled programming. Come on. All right? Because we want to just live out loud. We had filmed this episode and had chosen something very specific for this second announcement. Mm-hmm. And then we had to go back and change it. We had to pivot. We got new information. Mm-hmm. And we had to 
make some new decisions. And so here we are coming back to you, refilming that part. Yeah. We didn't want to like put the same clothes back on and just like edit it and make it seem like we had it together. So I'm going to be honest with you. I got my hair done since then too. So my little locks are a little cleaner and stuff. And so, <laughs> so, I mean, not that you were paying attention to things like that, but it was like, why try to make it seem like we, we had it together in that moment when we can just show what it looks yeah. like to be in process. Child, don't make me preach. Cause that's <laughs> that's really all we've been doing the whole time we've been doing this. Yeah. It's just like being honest about, you know, when we have to pivot, mm-hmm. when we have to rethink, mm-hmm. uh, when we have to do something a little bit different. So yeah. that that really leads into what we want to announce. Go for it. What's announcement so, number two? First of all, we're not quitting. <laughs> Second of all, instead we are evolving. Yes. Into healing myself, oh. the podcast. Healing myself, healing myself. Healing myself. Healing my, healing myself. I can't, I can't do that. And I'm look healing cool. My, healing myself. <laughs> yes. I need like a Jay Z burst to go with that part of it. Uh, official request, please. <laughs> so, healing myself mm-hmm. is. Just really all about taking the responsibility of making sure that you heal you first. Yes. Um, we do so much work around like our relationships with other people, our mm-hmm. relationships, you know, just between couples, between, you know, husband and wife, uh, how we approach the world, all of those things. And I think what it has drawn us back to is the fact that I gotta heal me first before mm-hmm. I can do any healing work with my relationship with anybody else. Yeah. So much of this has come back to self-trust. Yep. Um, how I feel about me, uh, how I got to show up in the world in this particular way. And a lot of it was rooted in like trying to protect me, mm-hmm. you know, trying to mm-hmm. so many conversations about protecting little Scott, protecting little Chate, mm-hmm. and, you know, also giving ourselves like, you know, limits and boundaries, all of those things. So we really want to just mm-hmm. lean into the fact that so much of these conversations have been about healing ourselves. Yeah. And so we will be healing myself the podcast yeah i'm so excited about that so that means that in 2024 we will still be here you'll still see us and hear us and join us in conversations in the same vein that we've had this whole like three plus Mm -hmm. years it'll just be under a new name and you know we'll have more merch we'll have Mm -hmm. more events we'll have just more conversations about you know how we heal ourselves first and and how that impacts the way that we show up in the world. Um, we got a little something more. Like we we say a little bit more about it in our when we yeah. originally filmed. So we're gonna cut to that real quick and we will be right back. Just a few minutes ago, I was I was talking about, you know, how I've always um kind of operated from my place of pain. Mm. When the love haze was born, mm. no, it was it born when I was in a very difficult place. Um, I didn't know what it meant. I I knew that I needed a healthy place to process the pain that I was going through. Mm -hmm. And it was a beautiful play on my last name. Um, Now our last name. Now our last name. And it felt like being hazed, being online. And getting beat for something that you really love. Mm. And 
it was about, you know, the way that love can haze you. Yeah. Love is something that we all want and desire, but it can be a hell of a haze. It can be a hell of a beat down. Yeah. And what I was saying about myself earlier proved positive or, or proved itself in the naming of the love haze. Cause I was talking about my pain, but I wanted to talk about my pain in a way that was positive mm-hmm. that didn't take a dump on the people that I had been in relationship with mm-hmm. that. Some of the pain was birthed from, Yeah, but, um, years of therapy, um, uh, realizations about how my trauma has showed up in my life. Um, being a bigger kid, always being a person who talked about myself first before anybody else could. Yeah. Evolved into a person who talked about my pain first. So nobody could use it against me. Mm. Um, mm. And it was that I was transparent in this way about my pain. And with the shift, I want to be transparent about my healing. Boy, um, don't make me run around this kitchen. <laughs> Woo! I honor the way that my life has changed because I, I don't talk about things anymore from my pain. Yeah. I, I think about it and I talk about it from my healing. Right. And it is that healing is for every one of us. Um, it is something that everybody has to do. And the community that we are building, building, we want it to be a hub, a place where you can go and get healing for whatever it is that you that for you yourself. need, that yeah. you've been through, mm-hmm. that you're talking about that, mm-hmm. you know, the difficult conversations. Yes, they are difficult. But this is the healing for it. Mm-hmm. And rather than magnifying the haze of it, the pain of it, we're talking about the healing of it. And Shate doesn't didn't want to be a coach. She didn't want any confusion about, um, you know, I'm not a healer. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. and she doesn't understand it. She didn't understand before we had some of these conversations um, that we all are. We all are our healers uh, and it doesn't take a clinical licensure to coach people into healing. Uh, I believe that that my wife is going to be coaching people into healing their relationship with their careers mm. to uh, healing the relationship that they have with themselves about their worthiness mm-hmm. for the next step in their careers. Mm-hmm. That I will do the mental health piece, mm-hmm. uh, but while I'm doing the mental health piece, there will still be ongoing healing happening inside of me. Yeah. While she's doing the career coaching piece, there will be ongoing healing happening inside of her with her own career move. She's in the midst of it right now, healing some things. And when we heal, it is our obligation to give people the blueprint on how we did what we did. Not to give you the answer, but to give you a way that it happened for us. Just a guide. Just a guide. Yeah. And you can opt into that mm-hmm. or opt out of it. Yeah. But it will it will not be that we didn't share yeah. our healing. Yeah. And so our desire, when people look back over the last 74 episodes that we've done as the Love Haze, that you all see even our evolution into um Learning to stop talking about our pain, learning to stop talking as much about our disappointment and the way that we've started to talk more about how important it was to heal, um, to give ourselves permission to keep on doing the work 
And sometimes to change the way that you identify yourself. Listen, somebody give this man a collection plate. Like, just put your ties in. Can you can you cash out your boy? Something. <laughs> yes. How you see yourself. That, yeah. that reminds me so much of, uh, I'm obsessed with... Kirk Franklin's little mini documentary, Mm, Father's Day. Father's Day. And he said, you get to a certain point where you ask, like, who am I well? Because Mm -hmm. you've been so seeped in your identity of trauma. You've been, you have, your identity is enmeshed with your stuck places. Mm -hmm. That's just who I am. I pop off. That's just who I am. I get drunk. That's just who I am. I gamble. That's just who I am. Insert whatever your stuck Mm -hmm. place is. And it's like, ooh, but you're so much more. Yeah. And we love to journey with you to to seeing yourself that way. Because you know what? We see you that way. God sees you that way. It's time for you to see yourself that way. And uh, one of our new hashtags will be save yourself first. Save yourself first. Can I say something on that? Let me tell you why, y'all. Your relationship with yourself, we've said this before in this podcast, it informs how you show up in every single part of your life. So how you think about yourself and feel about yourself will dictate how you show up at work, how you mm-hmm. show up in your romantic relationship, how you show up in your friendships, how you show up in your relationship with your money, how you show up in your relationship with your physical health, how you mm-hmm. show up in relationship with whether or not you opt to go and get uh, therapy or not. How you like mm-hmm. insert whatever other part of your life as a, a brother, a sister, a parent. And so if you don't address what's in here. Mm-hmm. It's gone. It yeah. Gone. yeah. And then, you know, it is. Many of the conversations that that we've had about people not being able to to show grace to other folks is because they haven't learned how to do it for themselves. Like if I learn to have grace for myself, then I can entertain maybe giving grace to other people. Yeah. But even when you board a plane, they tell you when they're going through the safety briefing and all that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. anything pops off on this plane, you take this uh, oxygen mask, you put it over your own self first. first. So save you first. I can breathe then I can help to save someone else. If I die trying to save you, this this is, healing is not about martyrdom. Mm. It is about giving myself permission to save me first. Ooh, and my impact can be so much greater once I save me because then I know how to save, right? I know how to save. And it's, it, it is not about learning to to be selfless. Mm-hmm. It's not a, a life um, of selflessness. It is giving yourself permission and understanding that being selfish is not a cuss word. Nope. Like that. I, I gotta save me first and, and that's okay. Being so, selfish is not a cuss word. That's save so yourself first. So, I mean, tell us how y'all feel y'all about these two bombs we just dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us a comment. Let us know what you think. And, uh, yeah, we can't wait. Like we, this is, it took, we talked about this a really long time <laughs> before we even filmed this episode. It has been an ongoing conversation. So even though we both sensed the pivot, you know, we knew, I, I choose to believe that that whole, like, should we keep going with the love haze was really more a, a feeling, a nudging, a knowing that actually the love haze has run its course in some way, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean the work has run its course. Yeah. 
So we are keeping the work going. We're continuing to lean into what we feel like we're purposed to do. And we are just evolving what that looks like. Uh, we, let's talk about the music for the moment. Like, what does yeah. this made for more feel like? So for me, made for more um, feels like the song Ambition mm-hmm. by Wale. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, in the song, he talks about, um, you know, the fact that you can dream a dream. The dream a dream is easy. Yeah. Right. But to live it is is hard. Right. So we've had these ideas about changing, uh, about pivoting, not knowing what that pivot was going to look like. But yeah. like Shate said, we just had this nudging that, you know, um, maybe this thing had run its course. And I think, you know, everything that we've talked about, about rethinking what the fruit looks like, not knowing, being uncertain, but knowing that your time is up in a space. It, you know, the time is up for me and for us to to stop talking about just our pain. And it's it's open for us to start talking about healing. And we're going to dream this dream. It's going to take us a little while to do all of the rebranding stuff. But, man. Y'all love us for our ambition. Yay! Because we aspire to greater. We are made for more. And so are you. Amen. And my song, I just had to, so I got my my Spotify unwrapped, y'all, for 2023. And kind of surprisingly, but not really surprised, Slum Village was my top listened Mm -hmm. group. Now, that they are my, one of my favorite work uh, playlists, Mm -hmm. and I do work often, so I guess that makes sense. And so in honor of my <laughs> number one artist listened to this year in 2023, I opted to choose Get This Money. Yes. Hey, 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 hey. What you gonna do today? Y'all, it's literally about grinding, getting paid. I'm I'm leveling up today. Okay. Yes. Like beyond the financial piece of it. Like I'm hustling, I'm grinding, I'm moving to the next thing. Come on, Coach Tay. <laughs> okay. And as we as we prepare to sign off our final episode as the Love Haze Podcast, can't believe that. We wanted to shout out some of the comments and the love uh, that we've gotten over the course of the podcast. And we only chose a few of them. This is definitely not all of them, but mm-hmm. we wanted to just shout out our listeners and the these affirmations along the way were so timely, y'all, in moments where we were like, we don't think people are listening. We don't know if it's worth our time anymore. We don't know if we should keep doing this. Yeah. And then as soon as we felt those moments, like somebody would text us or DM us or just leave a comment on an episode. And, and it just really kept us going. So we want to just express our sincere gratitude for you um, for helping us along. So yeah. you want to start with the first one? Yeah. Uh, big shout out to my man, Scott Zobish, uh, who Zozo. listens uh, and has been listening. Uh, he said so many great points made. He said, y'all be speaking to me. Mm-hmm. I think I need payment for being a part of these episodes because <laughs> he know we'd be talking about him. Uh, <laughs> or either I need to pay a copay for the therapy. Ooh-hoo-hoo. I mean, cash up is also. Here's another <laughs> one of our friends. I don't think I'm going to, I'm going to keep the people anonymous who texted us because 
I just want to. But another one of a friend sent this text message to you. Said, bro, sis, just listen to episode 25. Be what you need. I'm so grateful that God uses the two of you to bless others and that you allow him to do it. Keep shining. Thank you, fam. Like, yeah, love that. Uh, Colleague of mine, she said, keep doing the work, Mr. and Mrs. Hayes. I'm reflecting on some bottom moments of my own, and I'm now trying to evaluate my own growth from those moments. I always learn when the love Hayes speaks. Love you both. Thank you. That's beautiful. And that that actually was left on Apple Podcasts. That was a, a review left on Apple Podcasts. So we appreciate that. Any reviews that y'all can leave on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, like to help us keep get our ratings up. So appreciate this. I actually think this is our sister. Uh, I'm almost certain it is. Jesse822. This is another one <laughs> from Apple Podcasts. This podcast has incredible content that's well thought out and includes genuine moments of transparency and vulnerability. Imagine sitting in the living room and having the voice of Shatay and Scott feed your soul. Don't make me cry, girl. <laughs> Hallie recommend this work of love. Thank you. Thank you. We got two more for you. Um, friend from college said, this episode hit home. Thanks for sharing. Mm, I think we get we get a lot of those. Like this one hit home mm-hmm. for me. And so I really want to shout that out. And then one more. This one was on YouTube as well. And this, I think, is a family member also. Mm-hmm. So lots of family and friends. We got a couple strangers. <laughs> but <laughs> we appreciate our people showing up for us. Thank you for sharing y'all's story and being so transparent. Sending prayers for the both of you during this journey. And I believe she's talking about our journey to parenthood. We talk a lot about fertility. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a topic no one wants to discuss. But listening to y'all talk about your journey and how you guys are processing through it has given me the tools to use and realize that I myself am enough. I love y'all. Just, mm. wow. Yeah, so thank y'all. We appreciate the love, like we said. Um, and as we we continue to get these comments, we want to do a better job of shouting y'all out live on the show, or maybe not live, but on the, sh- <laughs> on the show, so you can see it once it's replayed. And we're going to go ahead and, and leave y'all, y'all. Um, we invite you, even though we're we are evolving the name, like we'll still be in the same places. So still Spotify, Apple, YouTube, all the places. Uh, the our website, thelovehaze.co, like houses all of our episodes that will obviously have to transition at some point. But if you go there, it'll redirect you to wherever our podcasts are. So continue to listen and like, follow, rate, subscribe us, and share us share with you know your family and friends. Yeah. We really appreciate it. All right, y'all. Mm-hmm. So y'all heard our two big announcements. Mm-hmm. We did our shout outs, mm-hmm. did our music for the moment. Mm-hmm. Let's get ready to go ahead and close this thing out. One last time for 20 to the 23. Hey. And maybe for the last time we're saying it this way. Who mm. knows? But like we always say, life will always present us with a haze. Mm. Oh, this is kind of sad. Yeah. But we have everything that we need within us to navigate through it. Yeah, that, you know, we're 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 changing our language. So yeah. now maybe it's life will always present us with an opportunity to heal. Yes. Yeah. Workshopping right in front of y'all. Come on, let's go. There you go. <laughs> you impromptu with it, because that's what I do. Let's go. Yeah. Life will always present you with an opportunity to heal, but you have everything and you have everything you need within you to navigate through it. We absolutely do. And no matter what, just know we're going to take this journey together. 
So we change just a little bit. Y'all don't change. Come back. <laughs> That's Bye. real, y'all. Peace. <laughs>